Hey, welcome back to another episode of Duality. If you are new, my name is Aria. Thank you for taking the time to listen. This week's conversation is with a very close friend of mine. Her name is Jessica Lau, and she is someone who I not only adore, but respect immensely. She is highly knowledgeable on marketing and social media and is also in the entrepreneurial space with her own social media management company called Mori Social Media. In the details of this episode, there will be links for the both of us and you can check out her page and her business as well uh, to get to know her better. Anyway, I'll keep it short and let's dive in. What does it mean to be woke to you? Woke is, I guess, like a a popular way to say it, but maybe woke is being more authentic in that sense. And I think that's very much a belief and such an immense love for yourself that you're unapologetically you is what I think. Like being connected? Yeah, and not afraid to show who you really are just because you might be a little bit different from society. Like being comfortable stepping out of what's normal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like not trying to be some cookie cutter version of who you are. Yeah. Not being afraid to show the non-perfect sides of you, I think. Like admitting to being human? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, as we should. Yeah. I agree. Like how we really are. Like we're all not these perfect Barbie-looking people, Mm. right? And... I think it gets to a certain level where you have to be comfortable with yourself enough to be able to show people who you really are on a Mm day-to-day basis, right? Like everyone can get dolled up and look nice and all that stuff, but I'm not here walking around looking like whoever. I'm a real person Mm -hmm. and (laughs) doing that stuff is is not something I really enjoy all the time, you know? Like it's, I just like being comfortable. Or being comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like how you naturally are. Mm-hmm. And like that's not to say, like we could even talk about makeup or like mm-hmm. um, the rise of plastic surgery yeah. and cosmetic procedures. I genuinely, and I'm sure you like can relate, that like I don't really care what anyone does mm-hmm. with their body or what choices they make when it comes to their appearance especially like who it's not that deep it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect me but what I have a problem with and I guess this ties back into authenticity is when they hide that that's what's going on or they pretend like they're not using filters it's not that you use makeup or whatever or you get filler or have work done like do you but if you pretend like you don't mm. it's like creating this false idea of you and who you are and I think it's unfair and really honestly dangerous when it comes to your audience because people will often especially with something like beauty mm. kind of punish themselves for not looking that way right without getting these things done I don't even think it's just dangerous to your audience. Like, it's dangerous to yourself, too, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to build yourself up as this this looking, this however-looking girl mm-hmm. or guy. Uh, and you're just really not. And that's just kind of like a recipe for you being unhappy all the yeah. time, right? Which I find is what inauthentic people have an issue with, right? It's not loving themselves for who mm-hmm. they are. 
and trying to always put on this mask or whatnot to impress the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost stemming from that notion that because, like, they're not comfortable or happy or they're not, um, they don't love who they are, they don't believe that anyone else could. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have to be these other things. And, like, I think we've all kind of been in that pattern at some point in our life where we try to, like, well, if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll love myself. Mm-hmm. They create this persona online, essentially. Yes. It's not who they are. And they're like, well, this person is lovable. I love this person. I'm going to make myself into this person by whatever means. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will love this person, too, because I can. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I feel like the underlying principle behind that type of way of behaving online. Yeah, I think so. The whole point of being authentic on the internet, in my mind anyway, in my opinion, I want to know why you think it's important too, is that we show people who we truly are and we accept ourselves. I'm not trying to have people have this idea of me where my life is perfect. Um, my friendships, my relationships are perfect. I have the perfect place. I have the perfect home. I live in the perfect city, etc. No, mm-hmm. I am a real person with real struggles. And I feel like that's why I will take the time to share pieces of what I'm going through. And I don't try to be like a robot. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's really similar to why... I think it's so important to be authentic too. Mm-hmm. I think the first reason is that it's hard being fake. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounds, I don't know. Like, like It's just, it's hard to put on a face and a mask the whole time that you're mm-hmm. one talking to people or trying to share your story. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like being authentic and that it just comes naturally is because for me, I come from a place of wanting to, help people right and I think when you come from that having people be able to relate to you is so important so Mm -hmm. any of the issues that you've been going through like your problems like obviously our life no one's life is perfect Mm -hmm. right and we're all going through some sort of issue that Mm -hmm. can be relatable most of the times Mm -hmm. right and like being authentic is a way to have that expressed to people in a way that they also feel the exact same and can relate to you. And I think mm-hmm. that's why, for me, authenticity is so important. Like, I enjoy being on social media, definitely. Um, and I like sharing my story because when I do, I get people coming to me and feeling mm-hmm. safe to share their story as well. Right? That safety that mm-hmm. you create. There's no words for that because it's almost like, and I don't know if you had this struggle, but in real life, I have struggled to have that safety up until my adult life right where I have now found and cultivated these friendships in my 20s where I feel safe enough to share I know it's not going anywhere it's staying amongst you know what I mean like I can be who I am without judgment it's that safe space for sure so being able to achieve that through something like social media which more often than not is vain is very at the surface is so powerful and I think is what make, makes me enjoy social media. Mm-hmm. Without that component, I don't know about you, but I get bored looking at pretty pictures. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah. That was definitely what social media was for before. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone got just, like, into just looking at pretty pictures, right? True. And I think just recently, actually, 
I've realized just the importance of curating your feed so that it's actually valuable to you and doesn't make you feel down. Like you're not Mm -hmm. looking at fake people all the time and like perfect looking people. It's very much my feed personally is, is super educational Mm -hmm. um, or things that I find motivating. hundred percent. But there's that also that line where it's not motivation, like where motivation turns into jealousy what do you like, mean? So, for example, say if you're following a f- fitness person mm-hmm. or something, right? Banging body, like right. all that stuff, right? And that can be motivation, but there's also a fine line where that turns into jealousy and like, oh. Comparison. Yeah, comparison. Got so it. it's finding that kind of soft spot. It can be hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it can be super hard, mm-hmm. but it is really important. I agree. I think I did it the first time where I went through everyone that I was following and I kind of purged yeah. a bunch. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> like four or five years ago when I was really struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. because, and that's why I'm so picky too, back to the pedestal thing about having people put me on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. It creates social anxiety for me where I feel like I have to be on all the time. I have to be okay and vibrant and loud and happy and like energetic and ready to crush whatever I'm doing 24 seven. Yeah. And because I am a person, I am not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, one of the first steps in removing that pressure that I felt from others was stop following people that make me feel that way or make me feel like I have to overproduce yeah. or I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Feeling pressure to do more with my life. Right. When it's like, do I even want to do these things or is it because I see other people doing so much that I feel like I'm not doing enough? And then at that point, I think the content that you start creating becomes inauthentic, right? Exactly. And you're detached mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Because it just stresses you out. Yeah. Because you're just making it because you feel like you should be making it, not mm-hmm. because you want to. <laughs> and that kind of brings up how like authenticity and being vulnerable and like being quote unquote like spiritual and woke is trendy mm-hmm. right now. And when we see like who isn't woke apparently on the internet yeah. now, right? I wonder how many actually feel connected to what they're saying and what they're putting out there or they're just doing it because they feel like they should. Yeah. Cause everyone else is doing it. And that's, that brings us back to, I think the woke part or the mm-hmm. quote unquote fake woke. There's such a big movement now for people to be enlightened or to be <laughs> so <laughs> sure of themselves and so in tune with their emotions. But that shit's hard. Like it's not something that a lot of people can do. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to get yeah. to even a, a, I'd say like a good spot mm-hmm. where you're aware of all that stuff. Right. So the fact that you see so many people online, it's almost overnight. Oh, too. Yeah. Like preaching that they're woke and everything. It sometimes just, I, you just know that there's a little bit of inauthenticity in there. You know what they did yesterday and you know what they're saying today and they don't match up. That's yeah. essentially what's happening, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or like when we know who we're following in real life, like it's not someone like, for example, some of the people I follow are like artists or um, designers mm-hmm. or architects. I don't know them personally. But then when I see other people that I follow that I know personally posting things that don't align with the trajectory of their life the choices that they make who they show up as mm-hmm. i'm kind of just like mm. yeah it rubs you the wrong way and then you wonder like okay all these people who have like millions upon millions of followers 
who really knows you and what's really real. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with the rise in depression and all of that with social media is that so many people are out there pretending to be someone that they're not. And then they might have millions of fans, but yeah. then in the end they're like, oh, no one actually knows me. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so connected, but I'm actually not really connected because no one knows me. True. Right? And then like when you're pretending so much, you lose touch with who you actually are. Therefore, when it comes to like, you feel like no one knows you, but you also feel like you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is probably why, yeah, people are depressed. People have anxiety. Like it's so prominent and prevalent because you're right. Do like knowing who you are and how that changes and who you want to be and how to get there requires work. And if those ingredients are missing, like it's not going to happen. No, you can continue to put out stuff that you think you are mm-hmm. or like like depicting who you think you are mm-hmm. and it just keeps digging you into a bigger hole right i got all these followers uh being this person what if i start oh. actually showing who i really am and i lose all that right so true and i think there also comes a time where like you just have to not give a fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to stop caring you have to stop caring and like to me i think a lot of people can see through the inauthenticity or when you're being fake woke. Mm-hmm. overall especially like our generation like millennials gen zers like they have so many resources at their fingertips and they have access to so much information that they know a lot if they choose to tap into like knowing things mm-hmm. right and understanding things which is cool and great but yeah if you're lying or if you're faking it of course you're like anxious you don't want to get caught mm-hmm. right and i think the people younger than us so like gen zers and everything didn't have a chance to really be able to develop themselves right like they were born and they had social media right mm-hmm. off the bat like, at least when we were in elementary, junior high, it didn't exist. It, yeah, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. We were able to kind of be that. I, I mean, I was a I was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, me too. Super, super tomboy. And, like, I think that still kind of sticks. For me, that was a really important time of my life to be able to develop that and to try to figure out who I was. Even though when we were that young, you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. But that was an important step in it's developing so much easier who I am. to mm-hmm. experiment without everyone watching right. and giving their two cents. Yeah. It's so true. We don't have to do the work and do like figure out who we are and put all of that online. We really don't have to. Mm-hmm. I think that just like you, it helps, especially because both of us are trying to create brands and businesses, mm-hmm. right? And community around that, that it is important for us to show up as who we are. And to connect with the people that we have online. That's what I care about the most. Like, my goal in life is to empower other people to be who the hell they are. No matter what. Don't be apologetic about it unless you're hurting other people, of course. Mm-hmm. If you're weird, if you're quiet, if you're, like, I don't know. I don't, don't care. Don't be sorry for who you are. Exactly. <laughs> and don't be ashamed of it, right? And there's such a magical thing about being unique Mm -hmm. and that might just be something that has 
come up recently that it's cool to be different. People love to say I'm different, <laughs> yeah. but then they do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I don't understand. Exactly. So there's definitely a line between knowing that you are different mm-hmm. and trying to force the idea that you are different, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like right? knowing what qualities or what quirks you have that make you different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That you might have been like shy about before or might have hidden in the past. Yeah. And then being able to share those things and being like, well, this is a part of who I am and I actually enjoy it and mm-hmm. I don't want to change. Exactly. Like I know I have some quirks where I am super basic. Like... <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, if I was in the States, like, I would go to Trader Joe's and Target. Like, I love that oh stuff, gosh, right? Like, okay, yeah, call me basic for some part of it, for, mm-hmm. like, part of my personality. But then there's certain other parts that I know are very not typical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those are the kinds of things that I kind of hold near and dear to me. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to show my basic side, too. <laughs> I mean, right? and you shouldn't be. Yeah. The things that make us atypical are all fun and well. But the things that we share with other people are what bring us together. Yeah. So we need both. For me, when I'm talking about things that are real and that I'm actually experiencing, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like jumping in on the bandwagon of what everyone else is talking about and just repeating what everyone's saying. Like already. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you get triggered when you say that. You get triggered and and want to also talk about your vulnerability mm-hmm. or what you're going through and your or suffering like, I'm vulnerable right? too yeah or like I'm like they. it's like more about like wanting to be a part or included mm-hmm. and there's no problem in that but I think that like let's talk about vulnerability I know a lot of people who are shocked every time I open my mouth because I'm so open mm-hmm. and so like raw about anything I talk about and then to me And I don't judge people who are shocked, but to me, that just shows me like, okay, this isn't normal for you. It's not normal for you to be this open and vulnerable, and that's totally okay, but I better not see you on the internet in two days preaching about vulnerability to other people. Right, exactly. Because that's a certain level of comfort. For It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And for what everyone's okay with hearing and sharing. Mm -hmm. And... I'd like to think that I am a good level of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I hate using that word because it is so trendy, mm-hmm. but like there's no other way to explain it. Like it's it, comfortable right? for you. Yeah, it's comfortable and it comes naturally and I don't feel weird talking about my issues mm-hmm. and the things that I'm going through. Um, as long as it's someone who also understands that and isn't judgmental about it. For sure. Right? For sure. I think we all get a feeling after we post something, whether it be like on Instagram or anywhere else, we either feel really good about it after, or we have this like, you know, that sinking feeling. Yeah. That's (laughs) when you know you're either oversharing or you're doing something that you're not actually comfortable doing yet. And that is completely fair Mm -hmm. and completely valid. But if you're not comfortable doing it yet, Maybe you shouldn't if you're having that, like, sinking feeling. Yeah. Because, like, to me, when I experience that, like, if I'm sharing something and then I'm, like, unwilling to look at what anyone else is saying or who has, like, looked at it, it gives me stress. Yeah. I'm, like, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this because maybe it's too sensitive or too close to me for me to have, like, other people weigh in. 
right and respond to it and comment on it that I guess that's one other point that you really that's a good point that you made is that you have to be okay with people responding to whatever you're sharing Mm -hmm. right and that's where it's okay for some people to not want to be so open online or even in real life Mm -hmm. right but very much online is that they don't need other people's opinions Mm -hmm. and I mean we don't either but I think it's because we're so sure in ourselves. Like, we're and, strong enough to yeah. be able to, like, brush off. Yeah. If it is a negative comment, mm-hmm. if it's a positive comment, it doesn't matter and all mm-hmm. that. But we're so confident in where we are in life and why we're sharing it and the reason mm-hmm. behind why we're sharing it that I think it's okay. Unless you're someone who's close to me, I don't really care about what you have to say. And, like, I don't apply that to just negativity. Because in your brain, it's really hard to just, like, filter and, like, only apply, like, well, this doesn't really mean anything because you don't know me to only negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this helps with, like, not falling into the pattern of seeking validation online where, like, what, if someone doesn't, like, truly and deeply know me, if they're saying things that are even nice, I'm thankful, but... I don't take it to heart the same way. If the same person said something bad to me, I wouldn't take it to heart. Right. Because there's like a level of knowledge the same way. Like if you're talking about something with yourself, you have to know yourself enough to be able to accurately talk about it. Um, in order for someone to accurately comment on things like that. And maybe this is why it's easier for me to talk online. And you probably feel stronger too is because like they don't really know they don't have that level of knowledge when it comes to me in my life Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter yeah you know what i realized this past week that people go through a lot more in common than we realize yeah absolutely like things like something like a family issue because it's so taboo to talk about your family so openly in our culture if you have like an immigrant family or you have an asian background or Mm -hmm. south asian background like you never say anything about your family like that is your pride you do not play with that right not even if it's the truth you don't say anything and what i realized this past week is that way because none of us are talking about what goes on within our families we don't actually know but we assume that everyone else has a normal quote-unquote family right? They have two parents, Mm -hmm. everyone's together, everyone's fine, whatever, right? Like, there's no toxicity. No. None of that. (laughs) Actually, all a little fucked up here. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, the number of messages that I got, I was literally overwhelmed, and I think I said that too, Mm -hmm. because I was just shocked, and it broke my heart for other people too, that it's like, wait, why are we creating these ideals where like we feel like I feel abnormal and I feel wrong because like my life doesn't look the way it's supposed to. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But nobody's life really looks like that. So why do we create these ideals? Like why, why do we pretend? And it brings it back into the whole thing. It's like us pretending just creates the cycle of everyone being miserable because our lives don't actually measure up to that. Yeah including the person who's putting that out there because their actual life doesn't measure up to that either. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the downfall of social media. It's mm-hmm. that you want to impress and you want to portray your life and your family, your friends 
and your relationships as perfect, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of, I wouldn't say that's the whole point of social media, but I think that's where it started. One person will make a comment that like, oh, you never post with like so-and-so or certain people. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, wait, like, am I supposed to prove that I have friends because I don't post them? Yeah. And then I'll see the opposite end of that where people will just post like when they're out and doing things to prove that they are social and that they have friends because maybe that's something they're insecure about. Who knows? Yeah. And it's so interesting. I don't know if everyone else psychoanalyzes every little thing. (laughs) I do. But um, it's interesting. It is really interesting to see how we all use it. Because I feel like we all, just like we have unique experiences in life, I think our experiences online are very unique as well. Yeah, definitely. So I didn't really care too much about social media up until... Probably just recently. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't see the positive impact that it could bring me until recently. Uh, And it was that thing that happened to me in July. Yeah. Um, But seeing the whole community kind of come together Mm -hmm. was just Mm mind-blowing, right? And Mm -hmm. I think most of the people coming in to talk to me and like leaving a message or something like that, it did come from a place of authenticity. Like mm-hmm. people, it did show me that people do care. Like genuinely. Yeah. Care. Genuinely care. Mm-hmm. And I've had a handful of people who actually reached out even further to show mm. that they care. Um, and it's, yeah, it's mind blowing. Cause you, you go through life thinking for me, at least when social media has come out, like it's just very fake is the whole thing that I, had in my brain I was like it's not real it's not real it's social media is fake and it was just yeah up until recently that I realized that like there's you can spin it in a way and you can you can kind of mold it to be a reflection of who you really are yeah I think I think there is a movement towards that right now um but how I'd kind of like to know how you Hmm. are able to differentiate between fake woke and woke (laughs) when I see a lot of hypocrisy and contradiction Mm. I want to be identified and associated with someone who cares but I don't actually do the work involved or the action part Mm -hmm. of caring that to me is the biggest tell it's also like you know when even right now like you ask me a question right and my response to being asked questions is like okay let's figure this out even if I don't know an answer right away because sometimes questions catch you off guard it's like fun because now I'm learning something too right right but if you ask someone who's just posting shit to make it seem like they're a certain way and you ask that same type of person a question they hate it Absolutely. They do not want to be questioned, do not mm. question whatever type of facade they're building up because they're, if they have to answer you, they'll have to show you the cracks. Yeah. That's a big one because sometimes I'll be like, what do you mean by that? And they can't answer you. No. They and just like, don't have the answer. Sometimes yeah. I can be mean and I do it and I already know that they don't know mm-hmm. what they're talking about. But other times I genuinely just want to clarify because I think it's interesting learning about other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So when they'll say something online or they'll even message me and like, okay, well, what do you mean mm-hmm. about that? And it's not like in an argumentative or like I'm trying to prove you wrong type of way. It's, it's literally like I want to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes when someone isn't being like genuine with whatever they're sharing, like they don't actually feel it deep down. 
they're pissed. (laughs) (laughs) They hate that. Yeah. Or they get really, like, frantic and uneasy. And they avoid the question, if Mm -hmm. possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or avoid going any deeper than surface level. Yes. (laughs) That's the biggest way I think it's... When I see someone posting things that are authentic or, like, (laughs) woke, right? But I can literally, like, pinpoint the foundational marketing strategy behind (laughs) the posts. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing, and I am opting out of consuming. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm not going to pick up what you're putting down. I'm good. It's such a hard (laughs) thing to explain to you because authenticity is so important Mm -hmm. when you are doing marketing Mm -hmm. especially if you have a personal brand or something right but then at the same time marketing if you think about Mm -hmm. it is like you're it's kind of fake yeah right so it's like how do you figure that out it's so hard to explain to someone who doesn't know do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because we both have experiences and you have thorough experience in marketing or marketing a product, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, marketing is marketing a product for consumption, mm-hmm. period. But being able to pair authenticity and, like, being genuine with that is really hard yeah. and a very delicate th- thing to do, but it is possible. Yeah, because if down to the core, marketing and sales is to make money. It's business. Right. Yeah, it's business. So how can you make making money authentic? Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And like, I think when you say that to me, I'm like, I know what you mean. And it's like a daily struggle. Yeah. It is a daily struggle yeah. because it's like, how far do I push my strategy, mm-hmm. but remain true to who I am without selling out and selling mm-hmm. my soul? Exactly. And for me, it's not, when I try to sell my services and everything, I'm very much not selling my services. Mm -hmm. I am trying to make people understand how I work, how I am as a person, how it would be to work with me. Yeah. Right? And building myself up as kind of that authoritative figure, Mm -hmm. right? And showing people that I know my stuff. And demonstrating your value out. Yeah. And I'll let them make the decision on whether they want to work with me or not. Yeah. That pushiness, I think, is where I draw the line. Yes, exactly. Because that shit doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, not not that it ever should have, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And, like, I think that's why it was so easy for me to do well in real estate, too, because I'm not a pushy person, and I will never be. Like, I refuse. Mm -hmm. I refuse to be that guy. Yeah. I will not. And I think that because consumers are getting so much smarter, it's so true, because all it takes is, like, searches for them to figure out whether or not you actually stand for what you do. Yeah, Especially with businesses pushiness and like trying to manipulate people into buying your products like isn't gonna work Mm -mm, it's not anymore yeah it's so hard though to explain that to someone who hasn't gone through it yeah because it's an art honestly like for you to be able to share what your services are and demonstrate that you're a business online Mm -hmm. and like this is why it would be valuable and helpful to you right like Mm -hmm. you're basically a tool for other businesses oh yeah totally right yeah without but also being like a real person Mm -hmm. and being quote-unquote relatable and then also not crossing the line of yeah being like pushy or feel like you're being pushy towards your audience Mm -hmm. because that's not like the demeanor that you want to example right that's not me right and 
that's not to say that some other person online that could be them. Yeah, and it works for some yeah, people, and that's how they operate their business and mm-hmm. that's how they make money and it works for them right mm-hmm. but for me if I were to do that that would make me so uncomfortable I would hate it so why would I try to do that right? it's almost like <laughs> trying to be authentic for the sake of being authentic you'd be trying to be a pushy salesperson for the sake of yeah, being sales exactly yeah and that's why you get like stressed out and uneasy and uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it's just not it doesn't align with who you are yeah so maybe that's like a good takeaway from this episode too, is that like you need to figure out, I actually did this two days ago because I don't remember what I was listening to, but it was a really interesting way of looking at your life that we have um, values and we have goals and they're different mm-hmm. and that you can live life through value. So like based off of like my values personally are connecting with other people. Like that is extremely important to me, um, being authentic and being me and having people around me that know who that is and accept who that is. Mm-hmm. Those are a couple of my values. So do I want to live a life around those things? Or I value creativity. I value nature. Like, is that what I want to build a life around? Or goals are like usually like nominal. It's like, oh, well, like I want, I want um, this much money in the bank. Or mm-hmm. by the end of this, in five years, I want my life to look like this. All those things. Or do you want to have like a goal-oriented life? And I feel like we are trained and educated to have a goal-oriented life. But that stuff makes me feel empty and dead inside. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think it's so important to figure out like and align with your values and figure out what actually sits right with who you are intrinsically and pursue those things. And like, that's not to say that there isn't value. Like if a goal oriented life brings you joy, by all means do it. Mm-hmm. Power to you. I wish, honestly, sometimes I wish because it would be easier. <laughs> yeah. I could be checked out. Yeah. Just to work towards one goal, one number yeah, or just something like that. Yeah, I just fixated on that and I could be mentally out to lunch and mm-hmm. definitely, okay. Yeah. be a lot easier that way. But I think that the fullness and joy that I crave and like the level of connection and depth that I want um, between myself and other people in my life doesn't really have room for that type of a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Or trajectory anyway. But... um it, it helped me writing them down and helped me identify like, actually, this is who I am and this is what I care about. So when I share on the internet, as long as I'm in line with what I care about, right? I have nothing to feel uneasy or uncomfortable yeah. about. There's, there are probably people out there who will think that she's sharing for sympathy votes or something like this. Right. And there are actually are, I've never heard this and no one has ever come to me to say this, thankfully, but I know that there are people who have judged others that way. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's like crap. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think it's crap is because oftentimes the person who's judging someone else like that is only doing it because they can't do that. Yeah. They're insecure with themselves. Yeah. Uh, I might go so far as saying jealous Mm -hmm. that the other person is so comfortable sharing that they're like, oh, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like it makes them uncomfortable. So they like make <laughs> that person or try to make that person feel guilty for yeah. being open. Mm-hmm. When it's like, since when were we born to be closed off yeah. and separate and distanced from one another? Exactly. Is there anything else you wanted to include there? Oh, mm. 
I think it's very much be so certain in who you are. And even if you aren't, if you're working at that right now, don't let social media and what you see online and everything kind of skew how you mm. think about yourself. I know that's really hard, yeah. but just work at being true to yourself and mm-hmm. showing that online if you want to be online. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? And that's another point is just that you you don't have to share anything if you don't want to, right? Mm-hmm. No one's telling you that you should. Mm-hmm. And the only reason to share is if you feel comfortable. Right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some people use social media to intake and that is completely fair or yeah. like use the internet to learn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be like the expert of something. You don't need to feel pressured to become like a persona or personality online. You can just be a human in real life. Exactly. Be a good human before you try to go and be someone Agreed. else or someone online. Right? Work on yourself in real life. Like, that's put in the damn work yeah. because it shows up when you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And you can tell. That's the thing. You can tell when people have put in the work mm-hmm. online. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell, not not you can tell online, you can tell uh, the difference between someone who's put in the work in real life when they're going online. Yeah. Like, their content, the mm-hmm. captions that they write, the stories that they mm-hmm. share, regardless of, like, what new social justice issue that comes up, like, yeah. how they respond to things yeah, and how they weather making mistakes and stuff like this. It all is, like, a pure reflection of whether or not, yeah, you have done the work. Yeah, exactly. To be a good person. And, like, being a good person is just being, like, the best possible version of who you are. Mm-hmm. Without hurting others. Exactly.